Welcome to Build with Rob. I am Rob Deerdeck, CEO of the Deerdeck Machine, a one-of-a-kind venture creation studio where we manufacture amazing companies using our machine method process. This show is really just all about our passion for creating businesses with do or die entrepreneurs and really sharing all the lessons that we have learned along the way. Today's episode of Build with Rob is once again an opportunity for those entrepreneurs who have pitched us through DeerDeckMachine.com to be able to talk to me and ask me some questions about their idea. You know, I I can't begin to tell you how much I just love talking to anybody about their business. I don't care what their idea is. It's one of my life's greatest joys is just chopping it up with a fellow entrepreneur about their vision and and where they see an opportunity. And, And really, they put a lot of energy into creating these videos and uploading them to our site to have a shot at being partners with us. And, you know, unfortunately, these companies aren't the right fit for us. But again, I, I really want to be able to connect with these entrepreneurs and allow them to, to ask me some questions so that I can maybe help them out, help evolve their idea, maybe evolve their way of thinking and push them in a direction that can hopefully help them find success in the future. Southern Foster is the very first person that pitched a video through our DeerDeckMachine.com Are You a Do or Die section of the website. And I've already reached out to him and spoke to him because I was just so honored and thankful and humbled by uh, someone taking the time and really putting together a video and, and sharing their idea with me. So I thought it was only right that we bring him back on the show and hear about his idea. We spoke about his concept of putting speakers in a pillow and and how potentially difficult it was from a manufacturing aspect. So looking to catch up with him to see uh, what he has learned from our conversation and, and what's the latest with his vision. What is up, guys? My name is Southern Foster. I'm coming at you with my pitch, my chance to, to be a do or dire with you guys, work side by side with you. The concept would be it's a pillow. Okay, call it a smart pillow or whatever you want, or call it the last pillow that you're ever going to have to buy. It would have... Bluetooth speakers, whether it be bone conduction speakers that only you could hear when you're on the pillow or just regular speakers that could Bluetooth to your TV when you're laying next to your partner, only you hear your alarm. When I'm laying in bed with my fiance, only I hear my alarm at five in the morning when I wake up. It doesn't disturb her or a loud sound that could wake the kids as well. Most importantly, guys, I'm really looking forward to your feedback. That would be one of your biggest assets as well because I won't stop until we make a difference in the world. I'm looking forward to hearing that, guys. Stay safe. Have a blessed day, night, week, weekend, and let's get after it. Sleep tight. Southern, welcome to the Build with Rob show. You are, of course, legendary in the Deerdeck Machine family. You are the very first true person to pitch us through the Are You a Do or Dyer portion of our website. And of course, I I was just so humbled and honored that I just have already Zoomed you just one-on-one to kind of give you my feedback and thoughts. But since we're shooting portions of the show now where we want to we want to talk to each person that pitches us idea and give them sort of thoughts, I just thought it would uh, it would be wrong for me not to have Southern on here, man. So 
you know, I'd love to kind of hear, you know, your thoughts after we spoke, right? Now, you originally had a concept of a pillow with speakers in it, uh, and and we kind of talked about uh, how problematic it is to to go through the process of creating that company and the whole vision of like being the cool, better, more sustainable my pillow and making it a much easier way to attack the business. I'm just so curious. Uh, did you did you just move? on or did you move forward what, what what what's your feedback now that that we we've spoken about it a couple of weeks later so definitely definitely move forward i took everything you said uh and it, it made perfect sense you know it's not one of those things that my ego was in the way of what you said it was just like i was hitting that brick wall and you just pointed out the reasons why that i couldn't see so i've actually shifted in the direction that you kind of guided me and uh I love the concept of condensing it down into like a can, right? Making it portable, kind of that open the box experience that's big nowadays, but making it somewhat customizable. So a kid, tailor the kid market, they can create their own online, customize it. So when they open their can, it's their thrillo. You know, their pillow that oh, gives them a thrill. It's their it's, man. Good for looks listen to you. It's their thrillo, yeah. Oh man, this oh this warms my heart. My heart's warm right now. My heart's warm right now. <laughs> I mean, because that's genius. That's genius. You you make your own and then you pop the experience. It's it's funny because you really did listen. You <laughs> You heard what I said, and then you really moved on it. Because, look, I told him, I said, hey, like, you know, let the same way that the box and the bed became the experience and this, you know, the, this idea of like, you know, you order a Casper and then you open up the box and then your bed show opens in front of you. Apply that to the pillow. And and that's amazing. I I'm Were you able to clear the name? Could you get that website? And so it's I'm still waiting to hear back, but we'll. uh that's that's what that's what I'm gonna go with if I get the green light. Yeah, and look, I I think there's probably, um, you know, I, I don't know how difficult. Did you find a manufacturer that could help you do the customization side of it? So that's still the roadblock, and that was actually one of my questions that I was thinking about asking. The best way to find like to reach out to multiple manufacturers for like a niche like that, but um, yeah, that that's the roadblock that I'm having. And, now. and look, you know what Southern likes to do is come up with ideas that have built-in roadblocks. Because uh, he, <laughs> <laughs> he went, he went from putting speakers in a pillow to where like I got the best idea, but I gotta customize it. Uh, yeah, you know, and uh, you know when I think about it, I, I think about you know, this idea of that's complicated, right? So, so now you're, you're going through two big, big things, right? You have to design, create the software and the program that's in your business that allows the customization. Then you have to relay that order to a manufacturer now that now has to have some sort of built-in customization process. Now, I don't, I wouldn't say that it's impossible, but I do think it's like, you know, if it's some sort of screen print or, like something that's that comes from that sort of form but i i think that like there's probably a way around the customization and and having some surprise and delight you know where like yeah. you know to fill basically if you have people come in and fill out all the things that they like like a profile like i love jelly beans and spider-man and uh you know like hanging with my dad you know like you yeah. get a profile then you get the perfect custom design for them so when they get it they pop it and see it for the first 
first time. You know what I mean? Like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause, cause your thrillo and the experience and the moment is really what you've created as this great value prop and great experience and shareable moment. And, and now the parents are like filming right before it pops and like, oh, but a much easier way because then you could have, you know, 10 different pillow designs and right. And then depending on who they are, they would get, right? Like in that way, it's still feeling like it's special to them and they still don't fully know what's going to show up, but you at least uh, made it the barrier to entry much easier for you um, rather than being jammed on, on what it is. But I would also, mind you, I would also consider it just being a regular pillow, right? But okay. it's the most comfortable ergonomical, environmental, sustainable, all these, these things that matter now. And then you make this, when that thing pops, sometimes it pops out and confetti comes out. Sometimes it's little sparkles of diamonds. Sometimes it's, it's powder, right? Like you should make like the thrill. You never know what's going to happen when you open it, but when you pull it out, it's the best, most comfortable pillow you've ever had. Right. Because think about that, that way, instead of like going down to a customized pillow, that's going to get a sheet over it anyway, you're still selling the very best, most comfortable, sustainable, environmental, all these things that matter to the modern consumer pillow. Only when they get it, it's a it's a thrill and you never know what that's going to be right and and i think i like that i think that way then then you're not it, it'll still be fun for a kid but it'll also be fun for an adult right yeah and then you only make one amazing pillow and it's really about how you customize that packaging and what happens when it pops open then you could do 20 30 50 different versions of that and then the the most exciting part is boom like what the thrillo then you pull it out and now you have this amazing pillow you know i i would really think about like simplifying that aspect cuz again you 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 cracked some great things here, but you pinned yourself and you're you were basically gonna run yourself into that same wall because now the same way that you were trying to have a, a find a manufacturer that could support getting the speakers in there that became so incredibly difficult, I think you would have just ran into the same sort of of wall, you know, because now that customization just puts so many barriers of entry. Uh, when really the thrill and of the thrillo is popping that thing open, you know what I mean. And and I just think yeah. if, if you can if you can make that the most fun, like stuff shoots out of there, and that alone will be hard to find. But at least from that point, it's just a matter of loading it, compressing it, and you're off and running. You know what I mean? Like uh, absolutely. And, and and then it appeals to a, a lot more people. But that I'm look, I'm proud of you. You did. I mean, good hey, for you. You know what I mean? You really, when I get this rolling, you're going to be getting one. Yeah. No, look, I will be so look when that thing pops, <laughs> if that thing pop, look, listen to me, I'm going to say this on right now. If you can get to a sample. Okay. And it's the most comfortable pillow. And I am thrilled when it pops open. If you can get to the sample, then I would revisit us potentially being partners again. You know what I'm okay. saying? Because I, I feel like from that first zone and you taking that, that, that our very first call, our very first per, do or die or to put a video on, then to take that and get to here 
is 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 what, what, what could bring a tear to my eye could bring a tear to my <laughs> eye uh so look so you go out and you source that and get it then then you you hit me back uh because if it really delivers on that and pops and is exciting and is that i think there's really a ton of potential in a concept like that uh so if you can get there i would certainly revisit um of the potential partnership depending on depending on how well you do it all right well we'll make it happen time just hasn't caught up yet but it's okay. it already done okay it's already done. well you got any other questions for me so the biggest one was oh it was a uh, in your experience with everything the best way to attack widespread marketing in today's world so well, look, just stick to social media marketing or yeah look i i think I think the beauty of this concept, if you pull it off the right way, especially now, like with the Thrillo, and if you can like that thing, and there's an experience, I think that's actually how you have to create a product, a product brand concept and a product experience to break through social media and paid advertising online, right? Uh, because right. that's like most of the time people are trying to convince in this sea of ads and this sea of of influencers and this sea of products trying to convince you that there's some sort of feature benefit that's going to improve their life or solve some problem for them. When this is like when someone pops, it's like, wow, like the excitement in the phone. That's <laughs> like I, you just want to experience that. Then when you do testimonial ads of like it's literally the most comfortable thing I've ever put on my head like but there's nothing like when you get it like that to me is is your you, it's influence marketing it's user generated marketing it's it's micro influencer marketing it, i think it even works in paid ads uh, you know which a lot of people will talk about how flooded it is and how expensive it is and how inconsistent it is for the ROAS the return on ad spend and it is for a lot of products but it really works for the right products so i i think there's even the potential for it to 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 hit in in all of sort of the major aspects including TikTok and you know imagine all the TikToks yeah. of that thing just popping yeah, open yeah, for yeah. the first time you know and and people making content around it when it pop like pop 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 you know like all these different sort of opportunities so look if you can get across the line with the product innovation and have the most comfortable thing that pops out and it's this experience i i think then uh, from that point forward, you you really got something cooking, and and that's an easy story to tell, and it's just a great great concept. So, look, man, I'm proud of you, and I don't even know you, uh, but I'm <laughs> I'm grateful that you were for were number one in, and I'm glad that that I was able to to get you back on here so we could we could Let's talk go. about it and I could get an update. So, look. Uh, it's great to see you again. I look forward Pleasure. to you sending me a video the moment you have the sample and the experience to show me uh, so we can see if this, if, if in fact, through a series of, of sideways twists and turns that there's an opportunity for us, I, I would love to see that happen. Let's make it happen then. I appreciate your time, Rob. It's really good to see you again as well. Let's, let's make it happen. I'll All right. Make it happen. All right. I look forward to it, man. You take care. Okay, next up, Roel is a seasoned entrepreneur from Belgium. Um, you know, he's usually doing business to business work, but he created a consumer product called Kick of the Day uh, that is essentially a customizable graphic for your shoes. 
My name is Wilt Koenings. I'm Belgian and 37 years young. I'm what you would call a serial entrepreneur. I've done five startups so far, in which I hold a majority stake and have a more coordinating role, next to a technically capable partner to manage daily business. Custom sneakers are hot. Unfortunately, prices tend to be too. Just look at the limited edition Nike Air Force Ones, the Air Jordans, or the Jeezys. With our concept, people can choose from a variety of commissions and copyrighted designs, which can be applied to any leather or full leather sneaker at a fraction of the price. The way you apply it makes every sneaker unique and one of a kind. You can compare the application to that of a children's novelty tattoo. As I've started this company together with my wife Ellen, who is a creative force, and the longtime business partner Tim. Well, I hope you, I got you as excited as we are about the products, the brand, and I really hope you take us into consideration. Either way, we are exploring the VC market right now, and we're not letting go till we reach the moon. Well, hope to hear from you soon. Bye. Well, welcome to Build with Rob, man. I appreciate you putting the time and effort to uh, put together the pitch to share. You know, kick of the day. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm super interesting to me. You know, your background is really interesting, and I know in concept, um, you know, customization is this sort of you know in, interesting sort of world, right? Where I wouldn't I wouldn't quite put it on the same level as like sneaker collection, no, right? Because no. that's sort of scarcity and and that sort of aspect. But you know, I still still felt it was relatively interesting because customization does matter. And, and so my first sort of question to you before you ask me a question is I was curious about the technology, right? So the water transfer technology, is that is that something that you developed yourself that there's IP around? That's really what you're kind of staking kick of the day uh, on? Is that really the, the technology? Uh, it, 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 of course, it's about the technology. Uh, first of all, um, we developed it together with uh, with a production company. But to us, it was key that you can uh, take it off the sneaker or the jacket or whatever, uh, so that you can reuse yeah. the sneaker, that you can express yourself once again. Uh, so that was a big idea. Uh, but mostly, we, we did the company because we see uh, I have a, a young daughter who wants to express herself, who wants to be unique, who wants uh, their own sneakers, but still wants that big brand on there. So that's why we did it. And uh, that's what it, what it grew up out of. And now does it work on, on other materials besides leather? Leather, faux leather. Uh, we've tested a few materials and um, on most materials it works, not on fabric. I would, would yeah. not recommend to do it on fabric right now. You know, and, and, and so, you know, I guess, you know, my, my question is, like when you when you talk about trying to distribute it, like what was your vision on where you would end up distributing it? Well, um, we're looking both on the, the the offline and the online channel. Uh, we want to do our own website. We want to use like channels like TikTok and and, and Instagram and that sort of stuff. Um, but we do want to distribute on uh, to the the big resellers uh, like like Foot Locker, for example. Uh, that would be the big idea. So we've got two two focuses, if you will, uh, offline and online market. Offline market would be like sneaker stores, and the online market would be our website and possibly some resellers. Yeah. And so, what do you got for me, man? What what are your what are your questions? I'd love to hear your thoughts. I've had multiple businesses, Rob, in uh, in the past, um, but obviously the go to market uh, and marketing aspects of a B two C company is very very different. 
Although we think we have a killer product, I'm somewhat inexperienced in this area, and that's, I think, where you come in. What do you do best? Uh, so firstly, uh, what is your take in getting your products to the right buyer successfully? I mean, getting the attention of the right buyer, defining the buying, buying persona, if you will, both on and offline, and getting him or her excited. And then when you say buyer, do you mean consumer? Consumer, Yeah. Yes. So, you know, look, yeah, I, sorry. I... I'm from Belgium. Yeah, no, no, look, look, when I was... <laughs> when I was saying buyer, I'm like, I'm like, that's got to be consumer. That's not like buyer in retail. <laughs> yeah, I, I no, just wanted no, to no. Uh, clarify before I, I, I jumped all the way through it, right? But I... here Here's the thing about, like, customer acquisition, in, especially in the online world. Like, I, I think this this... Just like your daughter, it's that user posting it on their own social media, their TikTok, their Instagram, and then going out and doing influencer marketing and getting somebody that has larger following, showing how easy it is and how great it is and what what that yeah. is, right? And and I and I think like if that's sort of this general easy way um, to basically market use user generated marketing and then doing an influencer campaign yeah. like to do that that online then then I think it comes down to like more positioning of of the customization yeah. right where I think when you say kick of the day like it's almost like it's now the sneaker and the design rather than rather than it really being about the application, yeah. right? And then what it looks like to make that shoe. Be, it, because really, you know, like it's it's this idea that, you know, you've taken a normal shoe and made it extraordinary, yeah. right? Or you've made it yours. And when I think, I think like, okay, you took a normal shoe and you made it pop, right? So if if it was like, and then you turned it into like a verb. So like if the comp, if it was like style pop and I'm going to pop my shoes, check out my shoes, they're popping, right? Like you're now taking like the value proposition of customization into sort of a verb and a thing that's more shareable okay. right now. And then I, then I think the way that you offer it is, I, I think you take this and, and almost turn it into like, you know, as like uh, decals or um, or what I'd even even call like shoe tattoos, yeah. right? Where you you position it in this way where you can get a ten pack of emojis, and then you could put emojis all over your shoe. You could get you know you could go and get a Disney license, and now you got Mickey's all over your shoe. I I think there's really there's a lot of opportunity based off of how you position and how you sort of segment all your product offerings. Cause I think you could have all of these different verticals. You could go exactly. out and get all these different licenses. You could have the one-off pack. You could have, you know, the, the micro ones that have, you know, 10 in each, you could really end up with this wide variety uh, but I think right. you got to position the business like that. And even if like, think about, you know, you know, Hey, this could be on jackets. This could be on handbags. This could be on all of these exactly. different things. Right. But you've already like pigeonholed yourself with kick of the day. You know what I mean? You already yeah. jammed yourself by making it shoes. You know, when, when, if it was style pop, you know, and, and I'm, you know, I'm just don't, I'm just freestyling on that. Right. But if, <laughs> but if you had yeah. that sort of like, now you could be, you could pop your bag, pop your jacket, all these different sort of things. Because I think you, you yeah. really, when you name a business, 
and really are are kind of defining it. You you don't want to pigeonhole it from the very beginning, especially if you have a, co- a concept that's a platform like you have, where really that same sticker that goes on your shoe could go on anything, any leather good yeah. that you have, you know? So, so that's one thing. I, I just think if you can really like turn it into, it. yeah, not only widen it, but then turn your product into something cool. So like when, like, and then name it specifically, right? So it's like, my shoes are popping. I got style pop, like, and then show how you pop, right? And it's like, oh, I got diamonds all the way down the side. You could just end up with all these variety packs. And then someone goes and picks all these different things. Then they can actually customize and make their own look and feel for their shoe, uh, their jacket and then their friends could all do it together and do the similar designs and have their own crew that's that type yeah. of thing i think all all of that sort of way of approaching like that sort of making it cool and custom making it yours is is kind of missing in there that i think would add such a huge okay. value that then would immediately translate to user-generated content when your daughter and all her friends customize it and then post it. And then when you go out and hire influencers and micro-influencers, you just say, hey, here's 20 different uh, designs. Do it however you want. And just say, hey, I made my shoe pop. Take a look at it. Like It ends up being this very easy sort of way to market in the modern sort of social media world. And, And then I think on the flip side, when you... When you look at someone like Foot Locker, you know, we, we talk a lot about like creating dollars and per square footage in retail spaces, right? And somewhere, some a place like Foot Locker, you know, is pretty maxed out, right? And if you can say, hey, like each there's 10, uh, you know, decals per pack and you could get, and there are $15 at each at retail. And you could, in this little corner of your exactly. checkout, but we could add an extra foot with an entirely new revenue stream. I think that's, that's where your, your big opportunity is where they sell sneakers. So right. Too. And, yeah. and so it's yeah. like, like you make it cool online and drive it there, but make it easy and an impulse purchase and a new value add in the sneaker stores and in in the Foot Lockers and any place that sells sneakers, I, I think that is this really clear opportunity. But I but I do think you have to consider the way that you've branded it and okay. and go go back more. Think about the what the shoe turns into after it's been designed. That yeah. that new extraordinary design, picture. that new like that feeling yeah. that you feel as a as when you finish your own customized shoe, is like more the way expressing, like what where I think you should consider naming the brand. You know what I mean? Because then it okay. becomes like a verb, and and really, if you have you know ten variety packs and it's all like. You know, even got, I think you could probably go out and get licenses pretty easy because of the fact yeah. that there's nobody else in the space. You know, yeah. uh, we saw that happen in socks. You know, we watched, you know, Stance Socks yeah. go and get like Marvel and Star Wars. I mean, got everything and, and baseball and, and Major League Baseball and all these different things that really drove a ton of revenue because nobody had ever asked for sock licenses up until that point. Right. So, I think okay. I think that's something that that you could have a huge opportunity if, if you really like tighten that aspect of the vision up 
in, into what it's it's delivering for that consumer and then just using other consumers and influencers to drive those online sales and sell that retail group as square footage. You give me one square foot on your counter space, I can exactly. drive an entirely new new revenue yeah. source, you know. Okay. Okay. That's very good feedback. Thank you very much. Well, look, I actually, I really appreciate it. Thank I, you for sending it in. And, and I, I think you do have something there. It's not the right fit for us, but uh, I'm, I'm glad we had a chance to, to talk and I wish you the absolute uh, best of luck. I look forward to walking into Foot Locker and seeing that, okay. that 12 by 12 okay. space just generating revenue that they never thought they could see coming. I hope so too. Thank you very much for your time as well. All right. Take care. Next in is James, a.k.a. the Bonsai Hunter. Uh, this is an entrepreneur who is absolutely passionate about all things bonsai. So much so, uh, it kind of makes me want to go get bonsai tree. Hello, I'd like to begin by thanking you all for this amazing opportunity to share my story. I'm James Leon Blanchard III, and I'm a lifelong artist, skater, and big bonsai hunter. I was obsessed with skateboarding, and I skated every day. But unfortunately, when I was 25, I injured my back, and that's when I started focusing more on art, bonsai, and business. By this time, you guys are probably asking yourself, what is the space that bonsai thrives in the most? And that's 100 million American backyards, is what I'd say. The white space for bonsai is virtually untapped on television and in cyberspace. So it's time we lay claims in a number of ways. I open the door to bonsai being cool and hip and fun to 24 to 45 year old males on YouTube in 2011 because patience, hope, discipline, build confidence. And when a kid sees that on TV, they wanna go order a bonsai tree, download the mobile app and features, and be on their way to be a master bonsai hunter like me. And in the future, they'll be able to do it on AR, in VR, in their own living room or backyard, instantly, anytime, with everyone that they know in their family, and hopefully with a bonsai master that they know from around the world. Open World Gaming can do for bonsai hunters what Tony Hawk Pro Skater did for skateboarding. So let's get this show on the road, and let's go bonsai. James the Bonsai Hunter, welcome to Build with Rob, man. I look, I don't, I don't bonsai. How do you say it exactly? Bonsai. 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 Okay, I knew I was saying it wrong. I was disrespecting you by accident. I, well, you know, I'm American, so that's I just say bonsai. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Look, I your passion for bonsai makes me want to like literally get one for my house. I'm like, man, like I just, it's like someone so dedicated, so into it, like so about it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, man, this is, this is, this is passion. Now, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's how do you turn that passion into a business? You know what I think? Yeah. Like, I think kind of gets tricky. You know, it's, it's definitely way, way outside sort of the Deer Duke machine and, and ultimately, uh, what we do. But I, I, you know, I, I, I really, um, appreciate how much you do love it and how committed you are to it. So I, I'd, I'd be curious to what your, you, you know, I saw a couple questions as it was related to the business. I, I just, I'd be curious to what those were. Well, you know, I see bonsai hunters maturing into a virtual reality slash AR franchise. 
So, you know, with your experience, I was curious if you could point me in the right direction to acquire the resources to get on TV and in gaming. And if not, maybe you could just simply give me some advice on how to grow my brand into a profitable business. Well, right now, what are your current revenue sources um, for the business? Very little. I mean, you know, I've just been investing in it. And when somebody, you know, wants a tree online, I sell them a tree. And then when I, you know, I've been going through a lot of changes and stuff and and just adjusting to the California lifestyle. And it's been six years of running the show on YouTube. Yeah. And now I'm getting into the place where I can start to market more and make more videos. I mean, look, I, I think virtual reality and gaming is way, 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 way off in the future. You know what I mean? As, yeah. as it relates to kind of what you're doing, I, you know, I, yeah. I think like, how do you translate that passion into a business that people can essentially learn, learn bonsai from, you know what I'm saying? Like, so exactly. it's the, and then what is that? That is, ends up being, you know, how do you get them addicted to like, you know, our dwarf minis in our golden gates, you know what I mean? Our Chinese elm, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's this idea of, can you sell the smaller ones where the price of entry is smaller and then you make your custom pots, right? I saw that you had a bunch of those custom pots on there. They had the BHS on it. Was that your branded pots? Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I, I almost look at like, if you can, if your goal ends up being basically like the, the hero of and the champion of of the fulfillment and the joy of what these bring but make it accessible and how do you how do you make it how do you define your brand with your pots right like how do you like really take it beyond the traditional way and and make it look more cool to court, sort of this new evolved version which is skate background and this sort of vibe that you have and then help people get their first tree into your pots, you know, and and really try to have like the accessories and the tools be kind of like your core business that you sell people on. You know what I mean? Because yeah, uh, that's manufacturing. a yeah, yeah, it's just a lot easier for you to try to acquire like a customer from somebody watching you on on your show to then be able to go and spend thirty five or forty dollars, you know, and be able to play a small part in having like a, the entry of it is at, you know as opposed to having to spend you know a lot of money to get like a significant tree. You know what I'm saying? So you know that that would be yeah. something that that I. would think that you would want to define, right? Like, cause you, cause here's the thing about business. You can only make it work if you believe it's going to work. Right. And, and you build belief by like understanding the pathway to the success, right? So if you, if you made it as simple as I'm going to dominate pots first and I'm going to sell them for $40 and make them for five and there's $35 and, and margin there, I need to sell 500 of these a month in order to be sustainable and have this be a business that can pay for my lifestyle. You can do the math backwards on what you have to do. Now it's like, okay, where can I sell those? Like, okay, now I could sell those uh, online direct to consumer, or now I could go to local 
plant shops and sell them in all the places that sell bonsai and sell them my pots, right? Like I almost, that's what I was working towards. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's almost like, how do you make the pot, like this sort of cornerstone of your style. And then it's so much easier. Now you've already made them. You already know what the cost is. Like if you can just innovate there just a little bit, then set your goals against how many you need to sell a month in order to be sustainable. Then look at, okay, where are all the places I can sell those? That's now you believe that. You're like, okay, if I can get 100 people online and then if I can get 20 stores, I know 20 stores that would buy it. Like now, now you believe it and understand it. And, and now all you got to do is go and execute it because it's like, when you, when you ask like, well, how do I get into, how do I turn this into a TV show and get into virtual reality and gaming? You don't even, you're like, that'd be amazing. And you don't even have the first idea on how to get there. Right. So, (laughs) (laughs) so you are wishing that to be uh, plausible. Right. And and I I see it. So I I know it's going to happen. If if I don't do it, somebody else will. Yeah. And, and, and to me, you know, I would think it's, you can grow into that over time. And, and to me, like as, as someone who really your main goal is like, how can I sustain my life off of my passion? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like oh, that, yeah, that's, that's the fundamental side, you know? And and so like if like creating now, what are the what are the advantages and 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 what are my skill sets right now that I can apply to get myself to the sustainable side to where then I can chase the bigger dreams of going off and and getting these these more expansive ways to promote and drive this thing that I love so much. But you know, I, that that would be sort of my my number one thought to you, and and I think that your passion and what you stand for and, and your love of it uh, just rings loud, I think, both in the show and in sort of your vision for it. It's just how do you monetize that? And and to me, it's like, you know, really looking at, at that, that sort of path and what are those things that I can do and monetize and then build my goals that are attainable. I think that's what you should really consider going for, you know? Definitely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You know, when I saw Fantasy Factory, that's I wanted the Bonsai Hunters Fantasy Factory myself. So, oh, look, I you know, could see that. Oh, man. Here's going. <laughs> oh, uh, look, I could picture. Look, if hey, look, if I was still shooting Fantasy Factory, we would we would we would do an episode and we would go hunt bonsai and then we would come back and put one like right in the center of the fantasy factory this is like exactly the type of thing that i would have loved to have done on fantasy factory unfortunately uh fantasy factory is long gone right and so is my days of the reality tv because it takes a lot of energy to do that as you know you know what i mean but yeah i i i I think it's I, i love it you know it's it's not the right fit for sort of my evolved way of thinking in in my 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 vision for what we do for businesses here, but I wanted to yeah. at least uh, thank you for, for taking the time to, to put it together and, and, and send a video in and, and just wanted to let you know that I appreciated your passion and ultimately give you, give you a couple ideas that you could, could apply just, just to try to get to the place where you can find some sustainability uh, from this, this bones eye world that you love so much. Yeah. Your uh, reinforcement really helps you know, what, what I had planned and what I've been working on. So I really appreciate this opportunity. I'm really grateful. Thank you so much, Rob. All right. Well, I wish you the best, man. And, and, and I I might just get a tree one day and I'm gonna hit you up when I do. 
I got I got a redwood or any type of tree you want. Just I give might, me a holler. I will let you know. <laughs> All right, be good. Take care. Next in is Dylan, the founder and creator of Translucid Apparel. Now, uh, he set out on a journey to create sort of an elevated conscious apparel brand uh, featuring sacred geometry, which if you know me, you know I love sacred geometry. Hello, Mr. Rob Deerdeck and Deerdeck team. My name is Dylan, uh, Dylan Hutton, 28 years old, native from Colorado. That's where I'm currently residing right now. I'm sending you guys this video. I'm to do a dyer, man, 100%. And I think I've got a great business plan I'd like to go over with you guys. Uh, more of a business idea. I mean, I've already started it and created it. It's a clothing design called translucid.shop. So I want to say thank you guys for your time. And I hope you have a lovely day. And I hear that from you guys. Thank you. Dylan, how you doing, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me on your show today. I'm excited, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 get into it, man. I, I yeah, please. You know, I, I appreciate uh, the effort that you put into your pitch. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm, I you know, it's it's not quite the right fit for us. You know what I mean? But I would, yeah, I would yeah. love to kind of hear your, your questions, and I and I'd kind of I thought they were pretty interesting. Um, mm -hmm. and I'd love to share with you some of my thoughts about what, what I think you should consider doing and leaning into, uh, from watching your video. So hit me, man, what you got for me? Yeah. All right. So first off here, when I was kind of brainstorming on what would be some good questions to ask you, one of the first things that came to mind was, um, what are just a few major things you look for within a company when considering investing in and, um, more than just, you know, the business points as, as um, you know, profit margin, money, equity, things like this. What are some other aspects you kind of dive into that you like to see in a company that you know is going to succeed? You know, one, one thing I, I'm... It's all different, right? Because you got, look, I yeah. got pig out, pigless pork rinds. I got my roots, <laughs> superfood. I got Luso comfort. I got luxury bags. I got, you know, it's like I so many different things because I just mm -hmm. love creating companies with like-minded doer dyers, right? Oh, yeah, and, totally. And to me, it's like the idea can can come from a lot of different directions, but I always just want it to be unique, Right. I wanted to serve yeah. some sort of unique value proposition and and I want to be proud of it. I want it to be something that's like cool and that I can I know that like if I'm going to create this or build this, that it's going to be attached to me for life. You know, yeah. I, I yeah. think I think that's kind of one of the big things. But I'll tell you right now, Dylan, business is no fun if it doesn't make <laughs> money. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that is a fact. if you that just love fact. an idea and I'm like, oh, this is going to change the world. This is amazing. And like, it's like has bad unit economics and poor margins and, and mm -hmm. small consumer base and all these things. I, I, it, one thing that I know through my experience, because I, I, I was born a, a creative creator, right? Mm -hmm. Like to me, I'm a marketing and content and creation. And I, I had a business background, but I always had business people handle the business. And I right, was like right. marketing and creating and, and all that stuff. And when the businesses that I had big visions for and love weren't successful, it was painful. It was boring. Yeah. It was oh, yeah. sad. That big vision was a waste. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's why now like the business side of it is, is so important mm -hmm. uh, than, than just focusing on the idea and the individual, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's totally understandable. I mean, I think, 
you can have all the fun ideas as you want and it could be great but of course if it doesn't bring any profit or money you know it doesn't usually stand stand too long okay yeah well thank you i appreciate you giving me your time for that question are you ready for number two yeah hit me all right man so what expectations and things are needed in order for you to feel confident in becoming partners with someone and the qualities of that individual you know what helps you feel comfortable that you made the right choice not just in the business itself but in the person yeah you know it's the it's 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 almost like dating you know what i mean like because <laughs> yeah. because think about it when you when you you're you're all excited you know you slid into her dms you went down there and like <laughs> oh man then oh it's it moved over to texting right, and then right. it's like oh this is going somewhere let's meet up in person and when you meet up in person you know immediately like is the energy there is it off right. like you know what i mean yeah, and it's, yeah. it's like totally. and, and sometimes it's sort of there and and then like you you kind of fill it out for a little while and it's clear that it's not you know what i mean <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, and I yeah. almost like would look at it as the business version of that. And and where that energy and connection comes from, from me, is when I start talking to an entrepreneur and they, they can see business multidimensionally, right? Oh, like, I love it. you know, I love so, it, man. Yeah. you know, so like when I'm talking about like, you know, how they see brand and product and marketing and sales and media and operations and finance and leadership, I see business as this living amoeba. And when mm-hmm. I start talking to somebody that, that sees it through that lens and understands it, then, then that connection comes. Now, when we can talk about an idea and talk about like a path to liquidity or profitability Mm -hmm. and, and, Mm -hmm. and now, uh, we're talking about like who could potentially acquire it and, and how it would be marketed and what the potential brand and, and, and all this stuff, I get excited. I'm like, yeah. oh man, no, here's man. a connection. I, it, it here's is. a you connection, energy, you, know? you know. Yeah. And so, you know, for me, it's like <laughs> that happens a lot of times, you know, for, with people that are are more experienced entrepreneurs. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I think it's it's you know, and so when it's you, you know, you're talking to a guy here that loves sacred G. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, you know what I mean? Totally. You're talking to a guy that loves sacred geometry, you know, mm. and, and, and like, I know from seeing your video, what a great guy you are, you know mm. what I mean? Thank and, you. and Thank like you. when you can go as far as to getting, you know, your, your shop put up and your designs laid out and, and have a store in your show that shows that do or die or spirit, right. Where it's like, okay, like, like I'm not going to wait around for it. I'm going to make it happen type of thing. Right. Totally. And, yeah. And, and, and so that's what I appreciate so much about about like you and your effort of of going after it right and and when i i think about it like especially you know you kind of talk talked a little bit about it of of this sort of um you know like sort of push the consciousness that's happening all together mm-hmm. right and yes, sir. There, there's been a lot of success and and a lot of like of of companies coming up and and selling crystals right out here there's a huge brand called the house of intuition that's selling mm-hmm. candles and crystals and all these sort of things that kind of add you know, uh, you know, what, what do I have? What do I give every entrepreneur? I give him a citrine stone, the, the stone yeah. of abundance, right? What, <laughs> what do I have at my house? I, I walked into this crystal store and I saw like the biggest, most beautiful citrine crystal I've ever seen. It was five G's. I said, I'll take it. And I yeah. have that thing yeah. sitting on my desk and I feel like I've garnished so much wealth 
from the <laughs> moment I purchased that giant citrine It's that stone. good juju, man. Yeah. It's It's got power in it, you know? You know, and so to me, like when I think about sacred geometry and you doing designs and building your brand that lean leans into that and all these like you know interlocking triangle triangles and the flowers of life and and all these things from that that sort of give this this almost like another piece to self-belief and achievement in the th- and and another tool to strengthen you on your journey. I, yeah. I just love the idea of you leaning into that since you're already part of that. And why can't every one of your shirts like give like the consumer and the person buy it like a special power almost through the sacred tree design? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it totally could, you know, it's just the fact that um, when that pattern is present and and somebody looks at it, you know, like like some one of the things I was explaining to you in the video was people see that stuff and they could know nothing about it, but yet it attracts them on that subconscious level because it dives so much deeper than a lot of things that people aren't aware of, you know, and I love that. I want to tap into that. But you that's, know? A, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's tap in and tell that story too right yeah like that like because like when you look at this like the reason you're connected to this shirt is because this shirt's connected to the universe exactly it's in all of us man yeah and and that's what i'm saying and and i i just would go even further into that and and have that be like the entire brand like not only how you feel but when the people around you look at you wearing it they're going Mm -hmm. to feel connected to you in the universe the same way this is more than a design right like i I just think like like that's actually something i think you could own like your personality fits and connects with that Mm -hmm. you could be the face of that and (laughs) i I think you really lean into that then it then it like really is easy to translate that into social media and Mm -hmm. asking people how they feel when they wear it how do they feel when they look at it like and then explaining what it is and and that's why they felt it i think that's where you can really like create something special that's more identifiable that can then get people talking about it you know like oh no it's sacred geometry and this is what it does you know so that's a perfect conversation starter you know a lot of my uh my friends and families who who rep my gear and they go out to events or bars or something like that you know they they say almost every time people approach them they're like what is that you're wearing what does that mean and uh and i'm like i'm telling you man it's a great conversation starter and a way to to enlighten people you know, to get them on that same wavelength, that same vibration, because ultimately that's the name of the game is raising that frequency, you know, and and everybody and everybody. Hey, hey, and all you want to do is land on them frequencies with other like, you know what I mean? You're just hunting frequencies, man. You just want to put a bunch of people around you that are vibrating the same, man. (laughs) And the higher, the better. All right, well, look, look, man, it, it was a pleasure to be able to talk to you. Um, I appreciate you putting putting the effort in, you know, to make it happen. And and, and I wish you the absolute best of luck with it. Look forward Thank you. To it. I appreciate it, Robin. Thank you to Kyle Kramer for setting this up. He was a lot of help dealing with the technical side of things. So I appreciate all you guys. You're great. All right. Listen to me. All the best. You be good. All right. You all too, right, man. Care. Thank you. All right. That is it for our show today. Make sure to follow Build With Rob wherever you listen to the podcast. Subscribe at YouTube backslash Deer Deck Machine. If you want to be part of our growing community of machinists, 
head over to DeerDeckMachine.com and join the consumer collaborators that are really helping us evolve all of our product concepts. Of course, if you have an amazing idea and want to be integrated into this show, head over to DeerDeckMachine.com and pitch Are You a Do or Die to us. Um, but again, you know, in order to get on this show, you, you got to have vision. Uh, you got to do the work to believe it's possible. Then you got to put in the effort. You always got to see it, believe it, and do it. Until next time, I'm Rob Deerdeck.